0: Hola, amigos, and welcome to an immigrant story where your stories are heard beyond the wall, a show dedicated to those who are living in the American dream. I'm your host, Andrea Pena. There are some people who speak a language at home in another school. They share two or more culture. Today, we're going to talk with one of them, a free immigrant, a free generation American. My guest today is Diana Martinez, English major student assistant. Martinez parents migrated to the US in the early nineties from Honduras. Diana, thank you very much for being here today, sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. So as you were telling me before, your parents came to the US in the early nineties from Honduras, right? Yes. So
1: what is the story of your parents coming to the States? Um, My parents came in the early 90s from Honduras. They both crossed the Mexican border, um, walked several miles in the desert, traveled on La Bestia, which is a train that many people know um, as a cargo train that you pretty much just hop on until you reach a certain destination. Um, And they just came here for a better life. Um, What is an
0: early memory you have from your parents? An early memory that I have of my
1: parents is a very traditional one where my dad would work two jobs and my mom would stay home and and take care of the kids. Um, Yeah, they…
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you think is your parents' definition about the American
1: Dream? Um, (coughs) I would say that it differs for them. My father is very non-materialistic, so his definition of the American dream would be, I want to say, seeing his three daughters grow up and succeed and graduate and overall just have the life that he wished for us. Um, My mother, she obviously wants the same for us, but she's more materialistic in that sense, where she would want her home and her cars and the life that she wanted and the one she sacrificed, basically, putting her life on the line to come to the United States.
0: Yeah. What do you think is um, your—sorry, do
1: you talk about it with them? Yes. I I talk about it a lot with my dad. He's very open-minded, so we like to have conversations a lot about it. Um, and that's why I know that his his version of the American dream would be to see us succeed. Um, my mom, she doesn't really like talking about the past. She feels like you have to live in the present and in the future and although she has brought it up before, it's not something that's that important no more.
0: Yeah.
1: How did your parents um, teach you about their culture? Um, my parents taught me through a lot of storytelling, so they were the first in their families to come to the United States. So we didn't grow up with uncles and aunts and, and cousins and stuff to kind of be emerged into the Honduran culture. But my dad would tell us a lot of stories about his dad and his mom and my mom as well. Um, when we did have family over occasionally, I want to say like once a year, it would be my grandma or my aunt that would come and they would cook us the food and they would, you know, we got to taste the authentic food from Honduras, um, but that was pretty much the only exposure we had to the culture, other than knowing Spanish. Yeah, uh, What is your favorite story from your dad? Um, my favorite story from my dad would probably be the one when he decided to come here, and he told us that he helped a little boy Um, When he was crossing the border, he carried him on his back for several miles and miles and miles, and in the end, they ended up being caught by the immigrant officials. So the little boy and his mother um, got away with it, and they basically stayed in the United States, and then my dad ended up getting arrested, Um, which is crazy because I feel like if he would have not helped him, which sounds mean in a sense, he would have been able to avoid being caught, but I, I, I really like that story because I think it, it puts a different perspective on things. Yeah.
0: Um, what is it like to grow up in an immigrant household?
1: Um, I would want to say that it was pretty normal, in a sense, like I don't feel like I was isolated from the general population, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, which we pretty much in my school all the people i surrounded myself with also had immigrant parents so there was really nothing else to look at other than i mean a picture perfect family on the tv which even then it still resonated a lot with ours so i think that for the most part it was it was very normal um, and we didn't fear as much as we probably would have if we were in this Day and age. Yeah, do you know some people
0: um, tell about when they were a kid they don't have the representation in the TV? Do Do you think you need that or do you need that when you were a kid? I feel
1: like we we were exposed to TV a lot, but we were never exposed to, I want to say, although we would see like the picture perfect families and the, and, you know, the, the certain races and stuff. I don't think I ever felt left behind And saying, oh, just because I didn't see someone of my color on TV. Um, I think it could be mainly because of the way we were raised and we weren't really raised to look at it, more of just looking at the plot of the story. So I feel like we didn't really focus on that. So I don't, I don't really think I needed it in that sense at that time. Do you need it now? Now, yes, because right. I, I don't think that there's an excuse to not have it. I feel like there's many, many ways to incorporate having people of different races, and just, uh, there's a lot of people here trying to be actors that or actresses that are willing to work, and there's no need to not give them work. Mm-hmm. Um, how strong or weak is your connection with your, to both of your cultures? Um, I want to say it's strong for both my cultures now as an adult. Um, now that I'm more curious and I, I want to research the Latin culture and the Hundred culture, um, I feel like when I was a kid, it was just kind of something that we didn't really focus on, like I said. It was it was more of a like we we knew about it, we were exposed to it, but it wasn't something that was so much of a of a need, and now I feel like now it's strong because I actually care to know more. Yeah. Do you identify more
0: with American culture or Latin culture or Honduran culture?
1: I want to say neither. Mm -hmm. I want to say neither, um, mainly because I wasn't really Americanized as a kid, um, but I also wasn't emerged into the Honduran culture. And then for the Latin culture, I feel like growing up, I was exposed to a lot of friends that were Mexican and Salvadorian, so I knew a lot about the Mexican culture more than I did of my Honduran culture. Um, So I wouldn't really want to say that I'm more of one of each, you know, like I, I feel like I strongly know all of them, not all of them, but some of them, and I don't think that I should label it into a certain
0: Um, Do you think it's important to know Spanish to have
1: a good connection with the Latin culture? I I definitely think it is important. Um, I think there's a difference in knowing that there's knowing about a culture and then there's truly studying a culture and trying to have a connection with the culture so it's like if you if you want to know a culture you don't really need to take your time and learn the language you can do that through researching and, and listening to music and stuff like that but i feel like if you're trying to have a deep connection with the culture there shouldn't be a reason why you wouldn't want to know the language because there's so much history behind the language and it's not just with the spanish language it's with so many more um so i feel like you, you should learn Spanish if you really want that deep connection. Do you have um, a negative or possible um, thinking about being American? Um, I feel like there's been times in my life where I've had both. boast. Um, I've never really addressed it until now that I'm older. Um, I've had positive moments where I knew that I was given a fair shot in life just by being born in this country. And although it's not fair to everyone, I know that, I I mean, I was given it so I have to appreciate it. Um, There has been times where it's negative because of the things that are happening in this world and, and so much racism that's going on in this world where I have taken a step back and been like, is this really what it is to be, a, like, being an American? Like, if I go to Honduras, is this what people are going to see me as, someone who discriminates, you know, or someone that thinks that they can get away with everything? Um, do you have experience that makes you think, or
0: feel like, well, you know, this is a U.S. citizen, but in this sense, like, pro or negative? Um, like, there's a point in a way?
1: There, there has been a moment, um, my older sister recently passed away and she left behind four children and one of the children is a little bit on the older side. So he's more in need of a type of stability in his life. So because she passed away, my parents and I are looking into bringing him here and the fact that, while well, I'm an American and other siblings in here are an American, we do kind of have that advantage of going and requesting him to come here or soliciting a visa for him um, because we have a stable place here. So I, I have been appreciative and known that there's a positive side to that. And I realize that because I'm an American, it's um, – I, I want to say positive that circumstance
0: um, yeah what is it like to be a first-generation American for those who don't know you know um,
1: I, th- I think there's a lot of pressure that's put on to it um, especially as a child I know that my mother didn't learn English and she still hasn't learned English because she didn't really have a need to because she had three daughters here um, therefore we were, my older sister and I were expected a lot to translate for her and translate legal documents and doctors' visits and and overall there's a pressure in knowing that because they basically did the hard work of coming here and, and making that journey to come here, now we're expected to get more farther ahead in life than as if they would have just been born here. Um, it's 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 kind of confusing in the sense because I don't want to say oh we have it difficult, but there is more pressure in saying that we have to succeed. They expect us to succeed a little bit more.
0: Um, do you your your dad talk? you say your dad um speak English?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. my my dad learned English through watching Seinfeld, <laughs> and he learned it through watching TV. Um, he has a very smart mind, so he retains all information and he learned it pretty quickly um, and lost his accent pretty quickly, even at the fact that he learned it at like 24 years old. Um, but yeah, he, he learned English and knew the culture very quickly. Um,
0: what, do you, what do you wish people know about more about the Honduran culture?
1: Um, I wish people knew about it more just in general. Um, Now I feel like there's more knowledge of it but I remember when I was a kid um, like I said the majority of the people around me were Mexican and Salvadorian and I remember in my elementary I was only Honduran and they would be like oh what's that you know what's Honduras I don't know what that is Um, so I feel like I always wanted them to know oh this is a country you know and this is our food so I would want people to know more of just the culture in general the food of the history of of what's going on right now and why people decide to come here.
0: Glad um, like You mentioned that. What do you say to those people who judge immigrants
1: for coming to the U.S.? I, I think it's... I never really understand why people judge in a negative way and saying, why are you coming here? Because if you haven't gone through that, I don't think you really have a say in it. And to say, why are you coming here? Um, I feel like I would probably want them to really go to those third world countries and and live a life knowing that this is pretty much it, you know, and this is what you're expected to do in your day-to-day life. And if you wanna put a meal on the table, you have to work 12 hours, you know? So I feel like I would want them to experience it firsthand before even deciding to judge.
0: Uh, have you had the opportunity to go to Honduras?
1: I have. I've gone a few times in my life. I just came back from a trip in October, um, this recent, past October, so I've gone a few times. Um, how different is Honduras from the U.S.? It's very different. Um, I feel like time stops, and it's crazy. I, I feel like when I'm there, it's 4 p.m. forever. Um, you can tell the difference in that everything is pretty much Behind, um, I've heard once that it's like 10 years behind. I've heard someone say that, so I, I can definitely see that. I think that there, there is, we are more far ahead. Um, it's crazy because at the same time they're slower in pace, but they get more done because they have more time. So I, I think the experience was really, really life changing to know that this is what people do. I mean. I've seen kids that are less than a year old that barely know how to walk, walking to like little snack shops with a, a bag of coins and a little note in their hands and they literally go and ask for a packet of beans and they go and take it to their mom. And that's something that's not seen here.
0: What is one thing that stuck to you when you were hand on Um,
1: One thing that what? stuck with your life. I, I think it would have to be seeing the kids living a merch, Adult life, and and seeing that there are kids in the streets that will come up to your car and wash your windshield, you know, and these kids are probably less than 10 years old. So I feel like that stuck with me a lot because here we were just given the privilege to um, go to school, and over there it's either you, you can go to school if we can afford it, or we can you can go to school if if that's your choice, you know. And here we don't have that choice. So I. It's, it's crazy to me to see these kids working at such a young age over there and not here.
0: What do your family think in Honduras about USA? Um,
1: they have a very traditional thought, I want to say. Um, they think that it's pretty much easier because we're over here, which, I mean, they're not wrong compared to the circumstances that they're in, but they, they have that viewpoint of, oh, there's money over there, you know, and there's opportunities, which there is, but I don't think they see the reality of, oh, the rent is so much higher over here, you know, we have to pay rent, we have to pay light. Um, so they they have their own thinking of it, and we have our own thinking of it, you know, but we can't blame either one.
0: Tell me what you think if um, how your life would be in Honduras if your parents stay
1: there? I think my life would be, I want to say, pretty similar. Um, my dad is a very strict person, so I know that I would be going to school. Um, I have a cousin over there who is very, very quiet and just loves to read and go to school, so I, I imagine myself a lot like her if I would have stayed over there. Um, I also think that I probably would have migrated to the, uh, to the U.S. myself. Um, maybe at this age, of the age of 20, I feel like I would have definitely sought more of an opportunity. And I, I think I would have given um, it a shot to try and see what was over here.
0: Um, you say you have siblings. Yes. Um,
1: how is your experience different from, from them? Um, it's very different. So, I have one older brother and I have two older sisters. Um, and one younger sister, and my first two older siblings, they grew up in Honduras, so they had their own view on their culture. Um, And although they did get to experience America and everything, my sister learned the language, you know, at a young age. Um, My brother, he also really valued it, but he decided to move. Um, I feel like they experienced something different. Um, One of my older sisters, she, experienced a lot of things similar to mine because we were expected, we're not that far apart in age, um, and we were both raised very maturely. So I feel like we went through the same things of translating and, and stuff like that. And then my younger sister, I feel like she's been very Americanized because she hasn't had the pressure to do more. She barely knows Spanish. I mean, she butchers every word, but she she has had a different experience.
0: Um, what do you wish your parents knew about, about um what do you wish your parents knew about your experience as a third
1: generation American? Um, I wish they knew of the pressure. Um, like I said, I don't wanna complain about it at all because it's not that big of a deal. But I do think that when they say, Oh, well, I mean, go to school. You know, get your diploma, your degree. It's it's your job to do it. I feel like they're not realizing that there's also a journey to that as well. Um, especially being a first-time generation, because we don't have something to look at, someone else to look at. We don't have a line of heritage saying, "Oh, this is the this is what you're expected to do."
0: Um. When you think about your parents' journey coming
1: to the U.S., what comes to your mind? Um, I would say a lot of strength and courage. I really respect the strength and courage that they both had. My mother came here at the age of 19, and my dad came here at the age of, I want to say, 21. So they were both very young, they were around my age, because I'm 20 right now. Um, And for them to make that decision, especially them being the first people in their family to do so, I I think that that took a lot of strength in just being able to go through with it. Because I feel like it's easy to think about it, but to actually take on the journey is something completely different.
0: Um,
1: What do you wish to – oh, sorry. What is your definition of the American Dream? Um, My definition of the American Dream is to be able to seek opportunities but also to be able to help others Um, I feel like there's no point in helping just yourself because it's not just you at the end of the day there's kids that are important you know it's important to help your parents and it's also important to help the people that didn't have the opportunity to come here like my biggest dream is to be able to provide for my family in Honduras. You know, I have aunts and uncles over there that I truly love and I would love to be able to buy them a house and give them the opportunities that I know that they deserve, but just life wasn't generous enough to them at that point.
0: Um, You mentioned before you have been in Honduras, so, what is it like to be, like, talk about being a day in Honduras? A day in Honduras
1: is I feel like everyone wakes up really early um, and then you just kind of linger around, which is crazy. I'm sure it's it's not the same for everyone, you know, my cousins go to school and, and my aunts, well, my uncles work, my aunts more stay at home. Um, there's a lot of naps that happen <laughs> in Honduras, which I had never seen here because we weren't allowed to ever take a nap throughout the day, but there's around like three nap times in Honduras, which is crazy to me, um, but I feel like that's that's the day just to see what happens throughout that day Okay.
0: so Diana Martinez thank you so much for sharing your story with me and the world it means a lot to you know to people know about the experience um, for more information about stories like this go to the kpcradio.com coming up in my next show we will talk about Sebel mother sharing her story about Living in country with her children. I want to thank you all for listening. I am your host Andrea Peña. Hope you turn in the next week. Thank you.